Enterprise is a new podcast hosted by Gene Hopkins, Chief Marketing Officer at Lola.com. Gene has built and led marketing teams, authored top-selling marketing materials, and served on advisory boards all around Greater Boston. With Table Fries, Gene sets out to interview every woman working at Lola.com. Gene will talk about motivation, what makes a good day, and we'll connect the dots between guests in a special way. At Table Fries, there's always room to share. So grab small plates and don't forget the dipping sauce. To find all the new and previous episodes of Table Fries, check out your favorite podcast platforms or visit us at lola.com slash table fries. And don't forget, Gene is building Boston's next great B2B marketing team at lola.com. So be sure to stay updated on new roles at the lola.com careers page. Table Fries, where sharing is caring. Hi everybody and welcome to Table Fries. This is the place where the women of Lola.com like to share a lot. And today with me is Emily. Emily has been with the company for over three years. Thank you so much for joining us today, Emily. Thanks for having me, Jean. It's great. And actually, you were one of the very first people that I met at the company um, when I was interviewing for the role in marketing. And you were the, the sole marketer on the team for a while. So tell us yep. a little bit about that. Um, yeah, it was, I would say, like maybe eight months while we were kind of figuring out what marketing was going to be and what we were going to do. So I was trying to hold down the fort the best that I could, yeah. but was very grateful when you came on board. Well, you when Mike Volpe came on board, mm-hmm. you immediately yes. you you did an ebook right away. Mm-hmm. Um, you signed up for webinars and some paid advertising. You yeah. did a whole bunch of stuff, and you made a lot. And and I have to tell you that without having you on the team, you know what has happened. You have that institutional knowledge that is That's so true. important. It was so important in an organization. So yeah. it's it's really been great to have you on the team, and I'm so glad that you're you're my first marketer on the show. So this thank is, you. This is oh, great. I'm the first marketer you are wow that's awesome yeah yeah so exciting so tell me how you came to join lola.com because i know there's a good story in there yes so i worked at a company previously jambara Mm -hmm. with stacy scott who is our vp of uh, people ops now um and she ended up here around the same time that i was also kind of ready to leave she had been out of jambara for like maybe six months and i just couldn't do it without her there really? so i missed her and i wanted to work with her again and there just happened to be an opening mm-hmm. as they were trying to figure out basically what lola was going to be and what how they were going to build their service team so i came on to work on that with her along with two others one of whom was rachel who's now our vp of product mm-hmm. um so yeah that's how i came to be here and very very happy i'm here so you you were one of the 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 other original founding members that you were also a wombat. Yes, I was. Yes, your original wombat. We, we've had a lot of wombats on this particular show. So you've been here for over three years. Mm-hmm. And why don't you talk a little bit about what do we do on the anniversary of everybody's Lola-versary? We give them Lola dollars that are giant um, dollar, $100 bills with their pictures on it. Mm-hmm. And each one is worth $100 of hotel credits on Lola. So for my... One in December was my three year. I got 300 and I immediately spent it to go to Montreal for my husband's birthday. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's really cool and I c- keep my dollars so that I can look at them, remember. Yeah. It's Well, all your anniversary dollars. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think it's um, it, a couple of things that when you joined the company, when I joined the company, you were doing everything. And one of the things as we were building out and scaling the marketing team, one of the things that I saw that you were so excellent at, at is all these events 
events. You, you're just like the event queen. <laughs> and and it's, it's such a difficult thing to be able to do events properly as a marketing program. And you and I talked about, you know, the pre, the planning and everything. Mm -hmm. The actual event itself, it's, a, you know, it's like a wedding. You plan forever and ever yeah. and then it's over. And then the post in terms of everything and everything that you've done with webinars, um, our virtual webinars, our paid webinars, our, um, and also the actual events that we've had. But you've also been instrumental in a lot of company events, coming up with the team with Eliza and Liz and Stacy. Mm -hmm. So why don't you tell us a little bit about LolaQuest? Because we're coming up to okay. the fourth year of LolaQuest, and I think that it's so special, and you've been... Um, you amaze me in terms of the creativity <laughs> of how you approach these things. Thank so. you. Um, yeah, so I can't give you too much information on this year yet. No, it's no, very top no. secret, but I can give you a little of a backstory of um, LolaQuest. So it was 2016 um, that we started LolaQuest, and it's basically a summer event where the whole company is broken up into teams, and there's some kind of, I would say, scavenger hunt mixed with like the amazing race around the <laughs> city. And it Boston. ends around, Boston, around Boston, yep. And it ends uh, at a party at an undisclosed location mm -hmm. that you kind of need to do the whole beginning part to figure out where the party is. So the first one we did was the Lola Olympics. It was the year of the Summer Olympics. Okay. And then the second one was Lola Vision, which was all reality shows. So all the stops were different. You had to compete in different reality shows. And last year was Operation Lola, where we actually had our um, office manager, Liz, who's you know so important to the office, kidnapped. So she wasn't there that day and everyone was really confused. And the actual task was to travel through time and find her and save her. <laughs> so that was last year. And then soon we'll be announcing the theme and the teams for this year. That's very exciting. Yeah. I, I can't wait because it's going to be my first Lola quest. Right. Yeah. Right. It's going to be really fun. We actually like looking at the participants this year, there's maybe like 20 something people that have done it before and everyone else hasn't. And oh, good. it's crazy because we're over 100 people now. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's a lot of pressure on you, but it's... Uh, Always got to be better than the last year. That's yeah. what we say. <laughs> well, I, I think that you you do a good job with um, like planning out some of the events and some of the things um, when we're talking about events. And you and I are always cracking up about how much it costs to rent furniture oh my God, some, yeah. of these, uh, some of these things. $2,000 for a couch for one day. Uh, one day. I know. It's like we're in the wrong business, yeah. right? You know, just trying to do some of those things. What is a single word that you think would describe you? I think determined um, <laughs> in a lot of ways because I really like a challenge mm -hmm. and I always am just like trying to be better. And mm -hmm. I'm also really determined in other ways where I'm like, I have like a phobia and I'm really determined to overcome it and like do different things and branch out. So I think that that word kind of makes sense in a lot of ways for me. Yeah, I was. Um, I had started taking uh, classes at the Improv Asylum. Oh yeah. And, and uh, unfortunately, my cough and everything—it's just—it gets, oh, it, gets yeah. a little, it gets a little difficult in in terms of trying to talk, but. Um, at some point, my cough will go away. But I was telling them about our trip to Atlanta. So, do, oh, you, yeah. do, do you want to talk <laughs> about flying? 
Sure. Um, well, it's it's a little phobia of mine that I've been working very hard to overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I have a lot of different ways of coping, one of which is an app that I use mm-hmm. called uh, Flight Guru, I believe. And it basically just tracks the whole flight and tells you when there's going to be turbulence and what's causing the turbulence and the wind mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it really gives me more information, which makes me feel a little bit better almost like I know what's going to happen like before we hit the turbulence so when mm. we hit it I'm like oh that's fine the app told mm-hmm. me that that was going to happen um, but yeah, even though you don't like it no I still hate it <laughs> yeah. but at least I'm like okay that's not a surprise right um and I like to know, like, oh, the wind is, like, like when we were going to Atlanta, I can't remember, maybe it was getting, going from cold to hot or hot to cold, and we it were, made takeoff not great. And right. We were leaving Boston. Yeah. The water was cold. The air was hot. Right. And it, not and the it best. Was, and it was a little bumpy. It wasn't terrible bumpy, but you were concerned about it <laughs> at, at, at that particular time. Yes. So that's okay. That's all good. Working hard to get better, <laughs> flying more. So You are, and you're doing it for events, mm-hmm. and, and you're really, you're just making it part of what you have to to do in order to be able to support the company, right. which I think is pretty awesome. When you go home at the end of the day, how do you know you've had a good day? What does it look like to you? I think for me, it's the days when I am able to go home and spend a little bit of time with my husband, with my cats, just kind of unwinding. Um, it might not mean that my day was great before, but I think that I'm the kind of person who I have a lot of emotions and I could like have 20 good and bad days like before lunch. So <laughs> when I go home, I kind of try to f- not dwell on anything that was bad that day or or anything like that and just kind of like have a good day when I get home. So I guess it's it that would be a good day for me. Like sometimes I have to get home late and I don't get to spend that quality time with my husband. So it wouldn't be as good of a day. I feel like those days when I do get a little time to go home after work, when neither of us are busy, like those are the the nights that I feel like I had a good day. Well, and your cats. And my cats. And your cats' names are? Zucchini and Jazz. It's Zucchini and Jazz. It's very, they're wonderful cats. If you've never seen pictures, you've got to follow Emily on Instagram and you can see her cats. (laughs) They are great. They are good cats. Um, What would be the one bit of advice that you would give to your 18-year-old self? I would tell myself to branch out a little more um, because when I was growing up, I grew up in Western Mass, really small town. There was seven towns that made up my high school and my graduating class was still like 110 people. So it was really small. I think my whole school was maybe 400. I didn't get to meet a ton of diverse people. I didn't travel a ton. I had never been to another country Mm -hmm. um, until later in life. So I feel like I would have loved to now looking back like I would have told myself like maybe try to go to like some different places and try to meet different kinds of people just so that you know more about the world earlier on. Yeah, and, and, you know, I grew up in Western Massachusetts, too, and, and it is not exactly as diverse as right. you would expect. Like in Boston, for example, we walk down the street, we see purple people, green people, <laughs> you know, tall people, short people, yeah. and it, it is a much more diverse environment. But in, you know, and, and one thing that happens, too, I've noticed in Western Massachusetts, it's like a big deal if they go to Worcester, right? Yes, <laughs> definitely. And, and they'll never go to New York 
York City. But going to Boston, you know, you'd think that they were like mounting an expedition (laughs) to be able to go out to do that. And it's just not something that is within the frame of reference, a a lack of comfort, right? kind of a lack of comfort and feeling confident. And I mean, let's face it, driving around Boston is a... Terrifying. (laughs) It it is terrifying. And um, that's, that's interesting. So I think branching out is something I've heard over and over again from some of the people here yeah. um, that have been on. So Ashley likes people to ask this question. It usually involves food service. So what was your worst <laughs> job and why? <laughs> it's food service. Um, so in high school, when I was 15, I started working at the Turnpike Plaza in Blanford, mm-hmm. which was... The last exit, right? It's the it's, last rest area? It's second to last. There's okay. one in Lee. Lee. Okay. That's the last one. But okay. it's 20 miles apart when people would be coming from, I forget which way, but they would be like, oh, I, t- I forgot Westfield. Like, how far do I have to go? And we'd be like, 20 miles. And they'd be like, no. <laughs> but I worked at, there was three places. It was Auntie Anne's Pretzels, Honeydew Donuts, and Ben and & Jerry's. And it was all, all owned the by the same like company okay. concepts, I think it was called. And in that same plaza was a McDonald's. I didn't work at the McDonald's, but I had to walk through the back of McDonald's to get to where I was going. So that's why it was so bad because I don't eat McDonald's. I, It really grosses me out. Sorry, McDonald's. And I had to walk through like and see all the food. And I just remember this giant bucket of grease oh. in the back like all the time. And I... Yeah, and I just like it was so gross, and I didn't like how it smelled. Um, I mean, the job was fine; like it mm. was silly. When I was fifteen, they wouldn't let me do certain things until I turned sixteen. I couldn't push the button on the blender. Mm-hmm. I couldn't use a knife or for hot coffee. I'm like, why did you give me this job? I can't do anything. <laughs> but um, yeah, the McDonald's really made it. Is that bad. when you stopped eating meat? I still ate meat, just not from McDonald's. <laughs> I stopped eating meat in maybe God, two thousand. Nine or ten, mm-hmm. somewhere around about there. About ten years ago. Yeah, so it's yeah. been about ten years. Um, yeah. And and you have a unique perspective on what kind of things you'll eat. You will eat yes, fish. I do eat fish. Mm-hmm. I will not eat anything that I wouldn't kill myself. <laughs> so I wouldn't eat anything besides some seafood. Um, yeah, that's kind you of the way I look at it. Kill that shrimp. Kill that shrimp. I mean, I'm sorry, shrimp don't really look like living things it's so bad but you know that's kind of how I feel tell me how you feel about beets I don't like beets <laughs> you think it's so funny because I go to the place down the street and order the beet salad with no beets because right. I like everything else in the salad right but I really just like beets and you ask for shrimp too. and I add shrimp yeah yeah and you haven't killed it with your own hands but no you know, but I have else. killed a fish I went fishing in high school though so well, you did you did yeah you murdered a little sunfish. I don't know what kind of fish it was. Pump, I think I threw it back, but I don't know. <laughs> Worst job. That sounds. That's not too bad. I it mean, wasn't terrible. It right. Just, just you just didn't gross. like. Yeah. Just didn't like, didn't like that part. Yeah. I didn't like walking through it. Would you rather be an individual contributor or manage people? That's a tough question. I think right now where I am, I really, I always loved managing people. Mm-hmm. Um, when I worked at Jambar previously and when I started at Lola, mm-hmm. I had a team that I managed and I love doing that. I think it was nice for me to be an individual contributor for a while mm-hmm. um, after that, just because it's good to kind of experience both. Mm-hmm. But I think now where I am in my career, like like later on, I would like to manage again because I kind of miss like that coaching. And I also think 
like something that I always wanted to do is make sure I have like these people, these mentors that can help me that I can run things by. So I would love to be that for someone someday. So I think that's a way to start is kind of managing people. Well, don't you think that you're managing? I mean, I think about all the different programs that you're running with all the different events, all the, I mean, I think of all the co-marketing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you're managing those and making them happen. And not only you did seven webinars with co-marketing partners, you got an ebook, you got pages of an ebook out of that. You got that you know, I yeah. mean, just doing the whole. It's true. Yeah. It's like uh, project managing all of it. Yeah. Well, it's not just projects. It's, um, you know, project management assumes that, you know, you've got a Gantt chart and you're hitting, you had to get people to do things that were not part. It, it was not something that they would ever think about. You know, you were getting people to move and do things yeah. that you wanted them to do. Right. But they, I mean, you achieved a lot with those co-marketing programs. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, it was, I luck, luckily I was working with some awesome people, but yeah, it was a lot of like back and forth. Mm-hmm. of like, we got to do this. Like we, I know mm-hmm. it can be really good. <laughs> Tell me about the, um, you went to an office manager event and you won a typing award. Yes. So that was uh, Perks in New York and it was um, HR, office manager, admin Mm -hmm. attendees uh, and managed by Q, which our office manager uses them and loves them. Mm -hmm. They had in their booth was a typing contest. (laughs) And obviously I'm very determined. I was like, Mm -hmm. I have to do this and I have to win. And I said, like, I'm a really fast typer. And they were like, "Okay, like, we'll see. We don't believe you. And then I got I forget, like 100 some 110, 110 yeah and I was the f- second one t- to go that day and they put me on the leaderboard and n- they're like no one's gonna beat you all day that's really fast and then no one did and, and no mistakes it was 97 percent accurate okay that's pretty good yeah. and one of the things that you're able to accomplish so much I mean you walk around with your your laptop and because you can type so fast and consume information and respond in a highly very quickly I think you get a lot more done than other people that have to think about how they're typing, you know, or how they're actually responding to things. Yeah. You're you're right on top. I mean, I can barely think of my (laughs) response and you're right there all the time. I'm very amazed by it. Sometimes I have to tell myself to slow down because I think sometimes Mm -hmm. I really, I just am always moving so quickly and it's something that I've always tried to work on, you know, just like, hold on, like, don't answer it. Like, let someone else, you know, say something sometimes and yeah, I was think that, that ever a question? Was that ever a thing in in school or anything? Somebody said, you know, Emily, stop raising your hand. Definitely in the early years of school, and I also got into trouble a lot for talking. I remember looking through like my old report cards from like kindergarten and first grade, and all the comments were like, "Emily's too social; like she talks too much." But I've always been like that. I can't stop it. I why is that a bad thing? That's a, you know. I think people maybe think or teachers think it was distracting, which I'm sure I was distracting. I was also like five, so yeah, you're five. Yeah, right. I know. I remember uh, my mom tells the story of uh, in second grade, the principal uh, called my mom in and the the principal said, you know, your daughter, Jean, all she wants to do is lead. And <laughs> That's she a has, bad thing? She has to learn how to be a follower. And no. my mother said, no, <laughs> no, thanks. no, that's okay. Um, so a couple other things, your favorite Lola value. I think it's got to be the Lola pack. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a very social person. I'm a people person. And I just love the people at Lola. I love our marketing team. Like, that is definitely our pack. And um, I just think it's so special. I've never had that kind of a team really before. Um, and even just the whole company in general, the way that we hire and how we think about teammates, I think is really special. Yeah, we're very lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an excellent team. 
Is uh, Liz asked this question? Um, is there anything you'd like to see changed in, or upgraded for the new office? I mean, what would you like? Well, I mean, I feel like a lot of people probably say all being on the same floor is going to be a mm -hmm. huge improvement. Mm -hmm. um, and, and to have a big enough office where we're just going to get our desks and we're probably not going to have to move our desks a ton of times. How many times have you moved? I want to say either 10 or 11. Okay. I kind of lost track, but it's been a lot of times. I don't really know if I have like feedback or advice on how to make the office better, but I think it's going to be really interesting to be in a different office and it's going to be, you know, not the, I love the nightclub, but like, it's going to be interesting for us to be in a different type of office. Like mm -hmm. I'm really curious. Paul's so great at design. Like I'm mm. dying to know what the office is going to be like. Mm -hmm. So I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it should be pretty exciting. Um, do you have a question for me? What made you decide to work at Lola? I knew Mike from working uh, for him at HubSpot and I trust Mike implicitly. I, I think he's a great leader. I've been, you, you have like one of your best bosses and what I like about Mike is he doesn't bug me. You know, he's yeah. just like lets me do my thing. I keep him informed, you know, I, I give him what he needs and he gives me what I need, which is I don't want people like saying, hey, there's a comma missing here or did you know this or something, do you, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's, and he doesn't, uh, he's not the kind of manager that is constantly trying to introduce like new management techniques and things in mm -hmm. a company. He's a very practical person. And I think if I had to say my word would be practical, mm -hmm. pragmatic, something. And I think he's really got a very good head on his shoulders. And I, I just like working with him because I think I help him and he helps me. So it's a good win-win. So he was the reason yeah. I actually came here. But interviewing with different people and talking to you as an example, because I thought to myself, I could probably help her. Yeah. You know, I could probably. And when I first remember when Mike said, hey, why don't you hang out with Emily for a while? Yeah. And you and I spent 45 minutes yeah. in the upstairs room and then I followed up with probably way too much yeah email. but it was great I was like help this is great well I was just sending you a bunch mm -hmm. of stuff to be able to reference to be able to help I didn't know where it was gonna go or yeah. what was gonna happen but I could see that you needed you needed an anchor yeah you needed somebody to be able to say yes what you're doing is right and or here you might want to think about it in this way I could see that you really needed some guidance mm -hmm. in a in a big big way and it wasn't fair to be able to see you just because that's not who you are. You were just kind of floating around and, and trying to figure out, you were just trying to put down some roots, like what do I need to do? Yeah. How do I get there? You're goal driven. Yes. You know, when you say determined, it's like you and I talked about this. How many leads did you want to bring in? Remember, it was August. Yep. And then how many did you want to do in September? And how were you going to get there? And there were, what's the size of the database? And you were dealing with a whole bunch of issues with the website being a little mucked up. And, yep. Yeah. It's crazy to think about now mm. because, like, we have so many people on our marketing team that mm -hmm. do all that stuff. And mm -hmm. I just, like, don't have to worry about it. And it's right. so weird to think, you know, less than a year ago, I was, like, trying to figure all that stuff out. By yourself. Yeah. By yourself. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, I mean, I joined nine months ago and a year ago you were just getting married. Yeah. I mean, you were on your honeymoon a year and so you had all that planning, you came back yep. and things were just, and when Mike joined, you probably came back first when Mike joined and he worked with you. Yep. Yeah. I think he started at the beginning of August. So, right. Yeah. 
But when I came here, what I liked is I saw a lot of joy and I saw a lot of passion in the organization. Because sometimes when you talk to people, you can just kind of get like an undercurrent, like, eh, yeah. or, you know, but I saw just a lot of feeling like it's going to go someplace. And it wasn't Mike, you know, because Mike was saying, you know, this is, you, this is a risk to start yeah. up, that kind of thing. He's just being practical. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you know, meeting Paul, meeting some of the other people and just being able to say, okay, this will be fun to be able to build Mm -hmm. I I think it'll be great so well thank you Emily thank you so much for joining today and I'd like to dedicate this episode to Connor Connor Gross who has been our he's been our um, producer of all the table fries up until you Emily we love Connor we're gonna miss him and I'm so glad that he was part of the team for the six months that we had him and he helped to make table fries great awesome good job Connor we're gonna miss you You've been listening to Table Fries with host Gene Hopkins from Lola.com on the Funnel Radio Network. Be sure to subscribe on TableFries.com. Table Fries is brought to you by Lola.com. Super simple corporate travel software from the travel innovators who brought you Kayak. Whether you want better visibility into travel spend, help managing your corporate travel program, or 24-7 human-powered support while you're on the road, Lola.com is the perfect solution. Lola.com, a better way to travel for business.